Welcome to the Worlds Apart podcast. I'm Crystal Yoon. And I'm Namsha Gosha. And we are two girls who really couldn't be more worlds apart, whether it's life stages or culture or the great tea versus coffee debate. But what brings us together is our faith as well as our friendship. So join us as we talk about our different perspectives on current events all the way down to the Enneagram. Welcome back to our podcast. Uh, you are listening to the Worlds Apart podcast with myself, Namsha, and Chris Billion. <laughs> hey, Chris, how you doing? <laughs> good. I'm good, Nam. So I got my cup of coffee and my "Don't Mess with Texas" mug, so I feel pretty good. I love you. it. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I um, I have. I've been drinking vanilla chai. It's my favorite mm. kind of tea. So that's nice. But um, yeah, it's really great to be back here with you. We are on our third episode. Can you believe it? It's crazy. I cannot. And I will say thank you, Global Lockdown, because we are able to give you one a week <laughs> with the current situation. And South Africa, we have just been extended two yep. weeks. Yep. So we've got more coming your way. Well, the cool thing about that is with this extension of two more weeks of lockdown, it means that there's even more time to watch some of our favorite shows, which is actually what we're talking about today. So we're going to be is. discussing a little bit of about reality television, mostly because I'm obsessed with it. So I was like, hey, Chris, do you want to <laughs> talk about reality TV? Because that's all I seem to be able to watch these days. And she agreed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure always. Thank you. Pleasure, pleasure. So, Nami, on that, let me ask you, what are your current favorite reality TV shows? Man, what is not my favorite at the moment is what the <laughs> question actually should be. Well, I mean, I watch different things just for fun. So not everything I mention is like my favorite, but it's definitely intriguing, if I can say that. But since you asked about favorites, I'll tell you. Around the world and in my heart, love is blind. I don't know if you've ever heard about that. Okay. Also, before we do any of this, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. Spoiler alerts. We might share some details. So if you haven't watched it, I don't know, maybe watch it and then come back to this podcast. I don't know how that's going to work. Mm. But, but some spoiler- Or if you live in a vacuum and haven't seen any memes related to shows. <laughs> but yeah, Love is Blind has been awesome. So if you don't know what that is, it is a reality show about um, people finding love using pods. So basically you don't see the person that you're dating because the whole point is like, okay, in this Tinder world or in this like swipe left, swipe right world, basically, you know, people see people and then judge them on their appearance. But what Love is Blind does is it lets you get to know somebody and then decide if you want to be with them or not. So you basically are dating a wall (laughs) until you decide that the person on the other side of the wall is somebody that you actually want to want to be with. And then the crazy thing about it is they, they don't just like, okay, we might be in a relationship. They go all the way to engagement. Like they get engaged within a couple of days some people within like four days and then after that um, they have to try to see if they'll function as a relationship outside of the pod so it's really interesting it's kind of cool it's a little bit of a different concept from the other ones because you know there's something similar like married at first sight it's also like you've never seen the Mm. person and so you just get married to them so it's the idea of like making this big commitment to somebody but 
But this one's cool because it's like I get to know the inside of the person first or their heart, what they think um, before I make this big commitment and stuff. And then there's just like couples on there that are amazing. So like there's a couple called Lauren and Cameron were like the faves, you know, everybody was rooting for them. And uh, Amber, who was one of my favorite people on the show because <laughs> she's a badass. And then like um, – <laughs> You know, didn't love Jessica much. You know, she was a little bit annoying. But yeah, I'm sorry. I'm telling you the whole thing. But this was one of the big <laughs> ones that I was like, man, I just love the show. So I watched the first episode um, to be able to talk about it. And I was messaging Nami saying I'm physically ill from this show um, because it stressed us out. <laughs> all the intricacies and all the stuff happening it makes you want to throw up and you think I'm really glad that nobody can see my personal life like this because a holy cow. Um, and the, yeah, the stress of the relationships. And for me, um, those shows, those kind of reality TV shows are not as enjoyable because I am stressed for the individual <laughs> in the situation. Come on, Chris. I'm, a, I'm a high feeler. I am so terrified for rejection for them. Here's a little thing about me. I will leave the room of a movie I have seen 500 times, like um, Runaway Bride or whatever, an old one. I will physically leave the room. I won't even fast forward. I have the power to fast forward, but I physically <laughs> leave the room when there's an argument because I'm like, I hate this thing. I'm getting out of here. Now, my husband's like, you can just fast forward that. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay." <laughs> but quickly, let me leave the room and you fast forward because I don't like when they fight. That's funny. <laughs> That's really so on these shows, the conflict moments get me like so uncomfortable. So then I, I told Naomi today and I'll confess it to you guys. I didn't want to watch any more of it. But then last night I was like, oh, I kind of feel like I need to know what happens. So I watched some episodes here and there and I was up until like 1.30 <laughs> in the morning <laughs> binging through this series. Um, I did. I do have some thoughts related to that overall things I saw and trends and observations related to people, but I finished, I really enjoyed the reunion this morning. Um, the final reunion part of it. Um, th think that was helpful. And I did appreciate how the two hosts, Nick Lachey, who used to be a um, singer of 98 yeah, degrees. Let us all know that we obviously should know who he is. And we're like, we ah, should know who he is. Not. <laughs> I was like, Nick Lachey, let's just do a little throwback. <laughs> like a little, she did a little montage. I do. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, he, um, yeah, I appreciated um, how they called it a social experiment. And I was like, that's yeah. exactly, before I'd even seen any more of the episodes, that's what we were talking about earlier in the week was, this is definitely a social experiment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and all of yeah. them, you know, say that. Like, um, there's a, you know, like I mentioned, there's a show called uh, Married at First Sight where you don't see your husband, you marry them right there and then. That's a social experiment. Honestly, I feel like usually the first round of these shows is kind of trying to achieve a good end. And then as they get reproduced mm. over and over, it kind of becomes really horrible because that show at the moment is like one of the worst shows. But, but one of my other favorite shows um, is um, 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy that. Uh, I have friends that enjoy it too. I won't, you know, 
I won't put them on blast. And um, and then in South Africa, we actually have quite a few reality shows here too. So there's one that all South Africans watch called Date My Family. You go on dates with families to find to find a partner, which is kind of cool. And South Africans, I mean, mostly it's because they have the most ridiculous people on the show. And so it's like, we just enjoy watching the, the nonsense. But like, there's this other one, Chris, a South African show that I just recently found that I was like, what is mm. this? Uh, it's called... Uh, Naguetu, which means at at my house, I guess. But um, but it's about this about men getting help from this guy who is the, the presenter. He's a polygamist, and so men get help from him to go and share with their wives that they want to take in a second wife. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what is this, people? <laughs> We're in 2020. Are you watching any reality shows? Well, I will say my husband loves a certain kind of reality show. He likes talent-centered ones like The Voice, American Idol, um, Survivor. I have recently finished a very popular docuseries um, on Netflix. I'm sure you know what it is. (laughs) Um, I would love to give you a few quotes from it. But the real question, Nami, this will give it away, that the world wants to know is, did Carol Baskin, in fact, kill her husband? <laughs> the jury is still out. Ah, that lady. That. She's a little doggy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, have, I have greatly enjoyed the Tiger King. Um, and the memes out about the Tiger King <laughs> actually could be possibly better than the show itself. That's funny. Although, I will say, no one is better than Joe Exotic. Um, on that show himself and yeah I've enjoyed it's been very entertaining um, and not entertaining like um, these people are you know that's insane I can't believe people like this exist in the world but more entertaining for me as an American going no I knew these people existed in the world you know who you are (laughs) Um, and everybody thinks America is amazing and I'm like yeah we got some crazy people in America. Yeah. And you don't have to go very far to find them. <laughs> yeah, I watched um I was reluctant to watch it, you know, but everybody talks about it. Uh, so I watched I've only watched the first three episodes and it was like, I mean, it's a docu series, so it's different from like the stru- the typical structure of a reality show. Um mm. and, but like you I don't know, man. Like the kind of emotions that it, I was just like what is this? <laughs> uh, and so I'm like waiting, mm-hmm. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to get to the end, but yeah, it's been entertaining for sure. And has all the makings of a good documentary, I think. So <laughs> yeah, I do think so. Shame. <laughs> I, my husband and I definitely like, we watched the whole thing together. Um, that was, that was fun. That was something we did together. We typically don't like enjoy the same genre of show. Um, so whenever there is one that we both are interested in, then, then we watch it together to the end. So, and I think we just enjoy it. He's South African, but he is really like, yeah, it's a way he embraces, um, my culture. (laughs) 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 We got, we got to laugh together at these crazies. No, I hear you. Okay, so let's talk about, though, 
these obviously were not the first reality TV shows out there. Where did it all begin? I know where it began for me. Um, and Nami knows where it began for her, but then she did a little bit of digging. So Nams, tell us what you found out when you did a little bit of research. Well, yeah, I think it's like the idea of reality TV kind of um, started like as innocent as if anybody remembers something called Candid Camera. So yes. yeah, Candid Camera, but the whole idea of like somebody unaware of something and we kind of actually get to be in a moment where someone is most embarrassed for some reason that's thrilling for humanity <laughs> to experience other people's emotions um and so that's kind of like where a, a lot of that idea came from and that was a huge show um i think in south africa i was thinking about it this morning like there wasn't really a lot of things like that um that south africans had made for south africans but um there's a show called kumbule kaya which means remember home but it's the whole idea of like okay somebody's gone missing you know like the, the an aunt went missing and then you're trying to find this aunt and um and you go, you go through the whole emotions of it so i think that's where that's where it started we can say that but chris like can you tell me what was your first reality show experience i will and uh, if you are older than i don't know 35 or 6, maybe you will remember such show. Um, MTV introduced me to an amazing show where people stop being nice and start getting real. Um, the real world. <laughs> That's my first remembering of, of uh, reality TV. And um, it came out way before I was watching MTV, so don't worry, moms out there. Um, but I will say, like, so I would watch it on Saturday afternoons from all the previous uh, seasons. It was fascinating to me. Um, I really enjoyed it. There was nothing out there like it, and it was really raw. And I think that's what how reality TV began was very raw, uncut. They just let you watch these people live out. They'd have cameras going around these houses and real world in these lofts, they would like pull people from all over the country and put them in a loft or mm. a house in different cities. Sometimes they make them get jobs. Sometimes they make them have some kind of ultimate game plan. The first like two or three seasons were just people living in a house and totally different. And, um, and just to see what would happen. Yeah. Um, so an, again, another social kind of experiment, but that, that was, that was my entry <laughs> yeah. into reality TV. That's similar to what was happening here in South Africa. Big Brother is a, the first Big Brother South Africa was huge. Like that was my first experience of a real reality show. I remember seeing the real world, but like I didn't watch it enough to know what was happening. But something that I actually followed that I, like it was a family time thing. I remember we all followed Big Brother. But it was also interesting for us as a country because we it was it was South Africans of different races all living in this one house. It was so fascinating mm. for everyone to watch. The TV cameras are on like 24 hours a day. It was just, it's such a weird, strange, like social experiment. I think that's it. And I feel like we were talking the other day, we we're saying there's kind of like two, we kind of see like these two kind of versions of reality TV now is more of that like that reality where you're watching people either go through a process well some kind of process so we've kind of it's kind of moved away from just watching people like Truman Show style mm -hmm. if you guys remember that movie if you haven't ever seen it that's a really great movie in general you should go watch it
And then there's, you've got the other kind of point where it's like docu-series. Because um, if you had like, you could not, it's, it's not a documentary. You can't cram all that Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin yeah. mess into two hours. No Who would sit and watch a nine-hour movie Mm-mm. of those two? The docu-series lends itself to, there's a purpose behind it. Um, but yeah, you're also getting insight into the subculture that is happening. So I, I think docu-series are kind of more into that vein of the subculture side yeah. of it. And then the reality TV shows like like Love is Blind, like The Bachelor. And then you've got like some are competition related. Yeah. Some are like talent oriented. Some are adventure related, um, relationship ent- um, related. And then Nami introduced me to a word this week <laughs> about the fascination behind this. Why don't you... Share that word. With yeah. Us, okay. So, I mean, this word has a couple of meanings in it. So, um, we went for meaning number two in the dictionary, which, um, but the word that is, is uh, voyeurism. But I remember doing this in film class. So I studied television production. I mean, reality shows were pretty new in the way that we know them today um, when I studied this. But basically, it was the idea that whole Big Brother gaining some sort of um, pleasure, I guess, from um, seeing people's most intimate details without them knowing, or it feels like they they don't know you're there. For some reason, human beings find that, um, you know, even when you think about the whole concept of a peeping Tom, which is creepy, but um, (laughs) that's one of the things about reality shows that research has said people have found quite um, enjoyable. But I do think there's other reasons that people also might enjoy reality TV. Chris, do you have any thoughts Mm -hmm. about maybe some other reasons why people might enjoy reality TV? Um, I think, like, it's kind of what you were saying about Big Brother. There's everybody's talking about it. There's this sense of community. I mean, the memes coming out about shows like Tiger King and Love is Blind right now um, are all related to, like, global pandemic strikes. And you see, like... Um, I saw this meme of like Donald Trump whispering to his, his whoever ate or whatever going, you know, release the tiger King. <laughs> so it's like, ha 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 ha. Um, because it's like, yeah, the timing of these things or Netflix and their ingenuity. It's like, they had no clue. There were these, just these two shows coming <laughs> and, and it happened to all have coincide. And, and when people, there's a sense of community that's been formed. It's created conversation, a point of connection. There's human connection happening. Yeah, I agree with that. Across the planet. I agree with that. Uh, when we were watching, so at the end of Love is Blind, the different couples decide if they're going to get married or what. If there was a star couple there. And, you know, literally people were calling it the royal wedding. They were like, are we ready to watch the royal oh, yeah. wedding? And, you know, and, <laughs> and like, you, then you just keep seeing, like, a repeat of people it, just being so excited that the girl finally said yes. Or, you know, it's just, it's crazy. And mm. it's like, it, it makes everybody so happy. And we're just like, yes, young love. And everybody's excited about it. So I definitely think that human community or connection um, that this show is able to create across the whole world, especially the ones that are on Netflix, because anyone can have Netflix. Like this was in every country that it was happening. So it was quite, quite crazy. I agree with that. Quite a global, a cool glab- a global yeah. thing. Something that we could get excited about and not, because the other reality is just really hard and everybody's trying to process it and navigate it. So this was a nice break from all that. And that's another thing because it's an escape mm-hmm. from reality. Um, and maybe their own reality 
um, like a personal struggle or a battle. Um, sometimes I think people watch it because maybe their relationships didn't work out and they want to see if it's possible for it to work out um, or they want to watch uh, something that seems healthier or different. Some people want hope mm -hmm. um, in these shows and not even just these shows that also translates across the board to like fictional scripted yeah. shows. Um, I think there's a lot of the same things there, but we're talking about reality TV yeah. today. We want hope. We want to see if it's possible, we want to, um, yeah, see the state of humanity. Um, it, and I think some people like have lost hope in relationships, um, and, and the redemption that can exist inside of them. I do yeah. think what you were saying there, like there's definitely this aspect of, so I was thinking about that, um, the state of humanity, that's what you were saying, but how it allows you to kind of see somebody else's worldview. So, for example, with Tiger King, okay, it's so far mm, from anything yep. I've ever seen or heard of in my life. And, um, but when you're watching it, as I get to know these characters that are um, in this docuseries, I, I start to kind of understand why they went down the path that they went down. And um, mm, mm. I, think the two, I think it's a both a, a positive and a negative thing. I think it's a positive thing in that it allows me to be able to really em empathize with somebody's real life situation and, and kind of uh, be less judgmental about a lifestyle that, that maybe now I can kind of see how they got into it. But uh, the negative thing about it, I think, is it can also cause me to, because I understand more um, okay certain things that in new, normally I wouldn't be okay with. So, for example, I'm only on episode three, but Joe Exotic's frustration with Carol kind of makes sense to me to a certain extent. Because I'm like, well, I feel like she's kind <laughs> mm -hmm. of doing the same thing, but she's mad at him about it. Um, and so, you know... When I, when I find out that yeah. there's a hit on her, I'm like, well, yeah, what does she expect? She's, she's you know, and I'm almost like, but where, is the, where in my world do, do I feel like a hit on somebody is ever okay? Like, that's never okay. But, like, um, I, think, I think that's where it kind of gets a little bit murky. Right. I think, I think what we could call that is, like, we become mm. desensitized to things previously that we were sensitive to. So same rule applies with like violence and why parents often are like, oh, I don't want to want my kids to watch that show. And other people are like, oh, but they're going to see it anyway. No, but let's, let's be wise about what we expose our kids to. And the same rule goes for us. When the more we are exposed to certain things, the more okay yeah. we become with them, by the way. And so, yeah, it can draw out the compassion side of us, like help us see, wow. And as you said, like drop, drop our judgments, um, and, and understand it gets you outside of yourself a bit, doesn't it? Like, Oh, I can actually see how that mm -hmm. can be a possible choice, um, that somebody would make as opposed to that's so insane. Why would anybody ever do or think that way? Um, it definitely opens you up to that. And I think like for me, even it doesn't mean I, I go and I think, Oh, let's all go do that. Joe exotics. Right. Let's, you know, I still think that's a hundred percent wrong. And I still, spoiler alert, I still think he should be in jail for the, some of the things he did. But I also think a lot of other people <laughs> on that show need to be in jail too, for the way they have abused animals and misused, um, just the justice system. And, um, yeah, there, yeah. nobody's hands are clean 
that's what you really see. There is no good. There's no good over evil yeah. in that in that show. It's all just people are messy. Like even with these relationships that, that the shows and stuff, you just start to see it unravel. Like it sounds, it looks like a dream right at the beginning, and then as you're kind of getting into it, you're like, "Wow, this person's crazy." But it's it's really just like humanity is is a little bit insane. As a person who's been married for twelve years, watching Love Is Blind, some of the episodes. Um, where they then were all, they got them together for a meal or two on the like little honeymoon, pre-engagement honeymoon thingy. Um, I was like, this is so dangerous and has the potential to completely derail um, these relationships. It shows so many things um, about the world in which we live and um, why it's not always the best thing to date necessarily a lot of people and then put all those people who were dating each other mm -hmm. in the same place with their, their new significant others. I just think there's a lot of like, um, I, I want to encourage my single friends when you're watching that show, think about, would that be helpful to me in my relationship if, um, I'm suddenly thrust into a situation where we live next door or in the same building as the guy or girl I had a really big crush on yeah. and was thinking of no. potentially to marry. Is that, is that healthy? Not. Is that the best choice? Should I stay? And I think it should ask ourselves, is it wise for me to stay connected now in marriage to any, to those specific relationships? Um, I really think, sorry, that's just a married person trying to give some, some wisdom and because marriage, like the at the end, the married couple's talking, I'm they're right. And this is between the two of you and you got to yeah. figure out how to make it work because marriage is very hard. So, um, yeah, that's just, no, I think that's great. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you definitely do see how certain things feel like they should be normal, but then that's definitely not a normal situation. Because of exactly. reality TV, like exactly. when I was working in television, <laughs> um, they would call it um, constructed reality, where you put people in a situation. Mm -hmm. So it's still kind of real, but you're putting them in a situation so that it can create more drama for the show. So even as we're watching all of these shows, I think like, you do need to be clear about how this is not real. Like it's, there's an element of reality because it's real people, but they're still putting them in this constructed situation so that as to create more drama and we, need, we don't need to draw any um, principles <laughs> from some of these things because it's just, it's horrible. I mean, it's exactly what happens in The Bachelor with like this fantasy, fantasy suite thing. And it's like, are you, are you, is that, are you crazy? Like, uh, you know, and so it's not okay. Uh, and I definitely think that the desensitizing element that reality shows can have is dangerous. And we need to be, you need to be aware of that. And that the, the thought that it's always got to be drama in your relationship. <laughs> My word. Nobody has the perseverance for that mess. You know, like your marriage needs to be a safe uh, space for you to be you. And um, a place that is restful and brings peace um, and not and unity 
and not mm. constant <laughs> drama. Yeah, I'm glad relationships are not actually that dramatic. And they're probably more like mundane than what a lot of these shows portray. I definitely think so. I mean, they are. We can totally talk about marriage full on another time. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, I mean, you got to feel like you are on the same team and have each other's mm. backs more so than you realize. So I don't know about you guys, but when I'm watching these shows, eventually, um, just the way my brain works is I start asking myself, okay, but why am I watching these shows? Um, so I can enjoy it initially for, for the silliness of entertainment. Um, but then I'm going to say, well, what's, what, what is, tra- is attracting me to this show? And my husband and I are very much, um, we are observant with one another and we like to engage over certain things. And so he will even ask me why I watch a show. It was good. It was hard at times because he'd be like, what's your justification in watching this show? And I was like, I just like it. And he was like, but, but it's not improving your quality of life. So those are some good questions to ask. I think obviously we like entertainment and we want to be entertained. And some of these shows are just entertainment. Mm. Um, But I do think once it shifts and becomes something that is constructing your worldview about relationships or constructing your worldview about what is right and and isn't right. Like, I think that's when you have to start to realize like, okay, where, where do I actually want the foundation of, how I'm going to live my real life to come from. Is it from an, a binge of these shows or is it um, from something that is actually substantial that has proved the test of time? Like, so I, I think even the certain TV shows that I've had to stop watching because I'm like, whoa, I'm starting to think that um, people in this scenario are okay because of the way that they play it up. So for example, I'm thinking about um, this show called Scandal that that is on, on TV and basically this woman is having an affair with the president but because they, the way that it's portrayed it's just it's so pretty and nice and oh but they just want to be together and you start making excuses for people um, and so I think I had to stop watching because I was like in my normal everyday I never think an affair, an affair with anyone is ever okay so why would so why am I like rooting on this couple? Mm. And maybe you're over, we're overanalyzing, but I definitely think like we do need to be aware of how these shows sit on us and, um, and what are they shaping and what are they changing and what are they um, making me think is okay. Um, so I agree with that. I think it's good to at least ask yourself the question. Like um, you don't have to make drastic like, okay, that means I'm never going to watch this, but just at least ask yourself the question and be honest about if you're in the clear with this or not. Because some other shows, I'm just like, this is nonsense. I'm never going to think that's okay. You know, and that's kind of how I feel about The Bachelor. So if I watch it, then it's just like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, I think what we're summing up here is um, everything we see, hear, read, it's informing and shaping our worldview. And so even with reality TV and docuseries, we do want to kind of be like asking ourselves, okay, how's that? How's that shaping and reshaping and changing the way I see and think about the world? Thanks guys so much for joining us in this conversation today. We could literally talk about this for hours. 
Um, if you have any thoughts or want to join in the conversation, we would love, love, love to hear your responses, your takeaways, and any comments you want to make um, or questions you might have. You can email us always at worldsapartpodcast at gmail.com. And join us back here next week as we talk about influencers. What are they? Who are they? And are we influencers? All right, guys, we've had a great time. Don't forget your coffee or your tea and stay safe. Welcome back to the Worlds Apart podcast with your hosts, Chris and Nami. Last week, we looked at Enneagram types one to five, and this week, we wanted to follow up with types six through nine. So we hope you enjoy the content as we jump right back in where we left off.